From the Financial Times in London, I'm Matthew Vincent and this is FT News. 2016 has been described by those of certain political persuasions and cultural attachments as the worst year ever. But for others, it has been a year of real and far-reaching change and no little opportunity. For the world's largest and most influential companies, 2016 has brought equally dramatic and opinion-dividing developments. Mega deals, controversies, crises and some very big cross-border investments. So to look back on the most notable companies' stories of the year and tell us exactly what they mean, who better than the FT's company's editor, Brooke Masters? Brooke, it's been quite a year. Um, But what for you was the biggest corporate story? I think this was a deal year. I mean, a couple of the really big stories involved M&A or investment planning. The ones I'm thinking of are Mega Brew, which was you know, AB InBev buying SAB Miller to create the world's largest brewing company. I mean, they already were the world's largest, but now they're really enormous. Yeah, they are, yes, as you say, mega. Similarly, we have an enormous deal, actually three enormous deals in agrochemicals, where we have Bayer trying to buy Monsanto, we have Sinochem buying Syngenta, and we have the Dow-DuPont combo, which is clearly going to completely revolutionize the way farmers and food companies get their food. And so that's massive. And then in other forms of sort of investment, you can look at what happened with SoftBank, where the founder there first took control of his company back, having pushed out a guy he had recruited to help run it, and has now announced a $100 billion investment spree, which is pretty exciting. And has included the UK's tech darling arm holdings. Right. And I think that's the biggest cross-border deal ever into the UK. So it's an extraordinary year. Yes, and had political repercussions as well. I mean, we've also had other stories that have been company stories that have sort of crossed over into the political arena. I think of the tech and social media companies in particular and the fake news scandals. Absolutely. I mean, fake news has really affected probably our the election outcome in the US. And now there is tremendous pressure, particularly on Facebook and Google, but to a lesser extent, Twitter, to figure out how to get a handle on this, that you know, just because something is popular doesn't mean it's true. And these companies have always positioned themselves as platforms, not pure news gathering organizations that have an obligation to be right. And I think that's changing. And I think if those companies don't get ahead of this issue, there's going to be regulation, which will be really interesting. And it's interesting that Facebook has already sort of identified one way of possibly trying to tackle this by trying to curb advertising revenue flows to certain so-called fake news sites. Exactly. And also this idea that they'll have this sort of verification possibility where if something appears on Facebook and it's false, it will show up with a little line saying, you know, reputable news organizations say this is problematic. I've yet to get one of those, even though I swear there's fake news on my feed all the time. Well, yes, we'll see a lot more of this, I think, in 2017. Staying with tech, some big advances with self-driving cars, Uber, self-driving taxis. That's really interesting. We had the first fatality with the Tesla car, which is not an advance, I should point out. Yes, um, but there have been these tests with self-driving trucks on the roads in Europe. They did one that went into Amsterdam. We have self-driving taxis in Pittsburgh. We have Uber pushing the legal boundaries in California by testing self-driving cars without getting any permits for it. And both Google and Apple are moving forward as well, but particularly Google. So we're still a long way, I think, from you being able to not drive at all. But we're seeing more and more of these cars with at least assisted technologies coming down also to the affordable level of ordinary consumers. Tesla is not affordable. Many of these other cars, Nissan is bringing one next year that in theory would be affordable. So there's going to be more times you're going to be looking across the highway and your fellow driver, and I say that with quotes, is going to be doing their lipstick. 
Exactly. <laughs> my favourite transport and tech story, although perhaps favourite's not the right word, involved not being able to board certain aircraft if you had a certain <laughs> South Korean technology company's handset on your person, which was scary. That would be the Samsung Galaxy S7 Note. Not the regular Galaxy phone, it should be pointed out. The Note is the bigger one. Well and remembered. It, yes, and it blows up, apparently, and, and repeatedly blew up. And what was fascinating about this one is they started to blow up, and they recalled it, put in new batteries and said everything's fine, and then some more of them blew up, which is, if you can imagine, the worst possible way to handle a recall. And so Samsung has been struggling ever since. It will be really interesting to see if they can regain their footing because they had been charging up and taking advantage of the fact that Apple sales have, well, not fallen off. They've slowed quite significantly. And there is this sense that the next Apple phone is less exciting than the previous changes. So Samsung was in a great position to capitalize. And now, of course, they have exploding phones, which it's not such a great thing. Not at all. Just to look at some more sort of traditional, if you like, industries, very big year for U.S. banks and a very, very bad year for Europe's banks. Particularly in the investment banking front. The U.S. banks, for the first time in recent memory, have completely dominated the league tables in investment banking. You know, the five big Wall Street banks, J.P. Morgan, Citi, Goldman, Morgan Stanley, and who have I missed? Bank of America, of course, have really completely dominated, partly, I think, because they have the benefit of a rising economy in the U.S., and also they were able to clean up their balance sheets a lot earlier, or rather forced to in some cases. They have really started to wipe the floor. We've seen Deutsche Bank and Credit Suisse, who were always quite competitive in the international tables, fall out of the top five, which is really interesting. It'll be interesting to see whether that continues or whether those banks, which are both in the middle of massive restructurings, are able to come back up and how long this lasts. It should be noted that the sixth U.S. bank did not have a good year, and that would be Wells Fargo. Yes, just remind listeners why that might have been. Wells Fargo, which it should be pointed out, does not have investment banking ambitions the same way, got into trouble in the retail front, where it turned out they were opening thousands and thousands of fake accounts because they wanted to meet quotas. One of those classic... If you give people the wrong incentives, you get the wrong behavior where you know people were told they had to have a certain number of new accounts. So they opened accounts without telling the people whose accounts they were opening. Exactly. And just finally, the UK focus, two big industrial and energy stories this year, Hinkley Point and EDF on the energy side. And then, of course, post-Brexit, Nissan being persuaded to keep its car production in Sunderland. Huge deal. And it will be interesting to see if that is the first of many deals or whether there'll be some different way of approaching manufacturing companies and other companies trying to decide whether to stay in the UK. Next year should bring more issues like that. Certainly will. And of the developments in 2017 that we're going to see early on, are there any that have taken your eye, any that you're looking forward to? Well, it would be lovely to see the IPO market really take off again. We've had a real dearth of exciting big IPOs. There were some this year, but not much. Snapchat is the next big thing. And my teenage daughter is addicted to Snapchat, so I probably should buy shares. But it will be interesting to see that one. I think the other big issue we should be looking forward is we will get a new administration in Washington. And so the deals will come under scrutiny. So we know that the ATT deal to buy Time Warner, which is another one of the mega deals, will come under heavy scrutiny because Trump said things about it on the campaign trail. And those agrochemical deals should also come under scrutiny. And that should be really interesting. Yes, I think that's an administration that everyone will have their eyes on in 2017. Brooke, thank you very much indeed. And for more companies' coverage over the Christmas and New Year period, do remember to visit ft.com forward slash companies.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.